Hey guys, welcome back to the Black and the Beast podcast where we talk about the beauties of being black and the beast that we deal with daily. Today, I want to talk about something that's more like a hot topic, but it's not. I I want to talk about supporting black business because I think that that is something that we definitely need to discuss in the near future because right now, lack of representation is leading to a lot of <laughs> aggravation. <laughs> See what I did there? No, I'm just kidding. But for real though, I think that we need to talk about some of the actual benefits of there being more of us in a competitive position in certain markets or just markets in general. So thank you guys for joining me. That was my little setup. Let's get into the show. All right. So the first thing that I want to touch on is the why in this situation. Why do we support black business? Because it feels good. Because you're putting money back into your community. Because you're kind of teaching kids that it's possible for them for them to be more than just a lower level employee. We need to have more people in positions where it's like, oh, my father, my grandfather, this person owned this, so I inherited the business, or I did this, or I did that. Like, think about the spiritual and economic value in that, like, the pride that comes with that versus clocking in at a job you hate every day and then not just being it. Imagine if the people that own the company that you worked for, the people that created the environment that you are dealing with every day at work, just imagine if they had a little piece of empathy and understanding for where you're coming from. When you have those moments where you feel like you're about to spaz out because somebody did some microaggressive shit, when you have those moments where you feel like you are lacking understanding in certain realms, it's like... Who can explain that to you better than someone that don't look like you at all? Even if it's just presence. Like, even if there's just the presence of someone and you know that, hey, this person might possibly be looking out for me. Like, that that changes a complete experience when it comes down to work. We don't have enough of that. So just think about that would do. But think think about what, what it would do for kids to be able to see adults in that capacity not being angry but actually taking pride in what they do and in and, and raising a baby in terms of a business, raising a baby up. Like imagine what that would do to a kid in reestablishing their confidence in self. You got to be able to see examples that we don't have many. Like even if you want to reference back to, like, Killer Mike in the first episode of Trigger Warning, like, dude ended up sleeping on a park bench because if you think about it, if if we had to rely on us solely, there's not a lot of resources. But that's only because we don't we don't allow ourselves to invest in us. And I think that that is very important. That's why we need to invest in black businesses, because if we want to be a part of the platform, we need to be able to we need to be able to put ourselves there. They're not giving it to us point blank period no one's going to give us anything i think that history has shown that everything that we have in this country we had to fight for and everything they have in this country we had to build so it's like at some point you have to recognize that and understand that the only way that the tides are going to shift here is going to be political which is bullshit and financial that's what rocks the conservative market bruh money so that's what we need to pay attention to. How do we establish ourselves financially? But that's just the reason why. That's a brief summary as to why. And the rest of this podcast, I'm going to break it down into three parts. The physical impact, the emotional impact, and the mental impact 
of working at a black business if they existed more or just owning a black business just having that opinion thank you guys all right so in terms of the physical impacts this is legitimately coming from my mind and my imagination what i think that it would look like what i think that it would feel like so real talk i think that if we had more black businesses so say for example if we were able to establish more black businesses then you would have more employees of black businesses which means work environment would be substantially different like just imagine working in an environment where you walk in the room and you're not like one of two token black people in the room you're not you know the ones who like for example at my job now like you're not the ones dealing with experiences where you have like say for example a racist call in and in, in the most microaggressive way express to you that they don't like black people they're not comfortable with black people and when you're in a room full of people that that don't look like you that feeling of no one's going to understand my, my frustration or they're going to think that i'm being dramatic about this like they're not going to take my complaint or my concern seriously imagine being in a room where just walking in the room, you felt like that was a thing that would happen. You felt like that comfort is something that would be provided to you. Just imagine that. It's one of those things that's really important physically to be able to look around the room and see people that look like you and not have to question certain things about their motive or intent. Like this, when you have to think about the fact that like when we work in these white-owned companies, a lot of us, if we're not competing with each other directly, and when I say each other, I mean black people competing with black people. If we're not competing with each other directly, we're kind of just ostracized from the, the community of employees because we don't have much in common with them outside of cliche shit that we have to invite ourselves into. It's not like cultural. It's not anything that you actually understand. So it's like, just imagine, just imagine being able to, to still have that competitive touch, but it not feel like you'll be undercut in a way that, that creates that crab in a barrel mentality. Like imagine that, like imagine eliminating all of the excuses. You're sitting in a room with people that look like you and a couple, and like not a couple, but you know, people that don't look like you, but you know that they're like, the, the, the odds of there being a bias to your concern in terms of your experience is this slim to none. Like imagine eliminating that physically from the conversation or physically from your environment and then having to tackle everything, just pure work. Everyone got to show themselves like that's a different type of competition than you sitting there looking at the next thing like, hey, you know, I feel like you might be talking <laughs> behind my back or you might be doing this or you might be doing that because that might benefit you in the grand scheme of what you are trying to do in terms of accomplishment. Like there can only be so many of us here at the top that would eliminate so much discomfort. I just think about that from a physical perspective. Just uh, think about when you get home. Physically, your environment might be a little bit different. In my mind, if I worked for a black-owned business, and like, not like a a black-owned business that that like is ran by conservative black, but just like just 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 somebody that's black, bruh. Just somebody that act, walk, talk like me. Like, if my mind, if I worked for that company, when I got home. Even if I had my frustrations or my concerns or just the things that you deal with with jobs, period. Like, if I got home 
I probably would feel a little bit better about my day because I would feel like I'm listened to, even if I'm not being listened to. Like, I would feel it. <laughs> like, just, just imagine, like, the motivation to keep competing to get to the top. Like, most of us don't last in these jobs that are owned by white companies because we're disposable. We're not important. So just imagine getting home and going, hey, man, like... I'm important here and it's not because it's not because I work two or three times harder than the next person but it's because I'm legitimately just important. Like the person who works here the per- like they they're listening to me. They understand even if they even if I sound like I'm crazy or I'm tripping there's they understand why I sound like I'm crazy, why I sound like I'm tripping. Like just imagine the feeling like what that would feel like in your skin. Now this is what ideal like what an what an ideal experience would would be like but at the same time it's like we don't have enough room to to create that if we had more more offices and more buildings where we were actually the ones who own the call centers where we're actually the person who who owns the 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 grocery store like well just think about it like black people on a Walmart like we're cap- we can capitalize on people but our capitalism is different like we were capital at one point so we understand <laughs> that process differently than other people do we understand that humanity and people have feelings and it takes a lot of assimilation for us to get to the point of not understanding that so just imagine if you work some- work for somebody that has that like i just think that the experience physically would be so much that would be different like our logic our sense of understanding is different like i understand that you know this corporate world is like really doggy dog but it's not you got about five people at the top of the chain making decisions for all of the people who actually come to work so it's it's just one of those situations but that's that's my opinion on the physical impacts of that like what if your boss was black and respected you and it wasn't just respect because you're black like think about the humanity in that like i'm not here just because i'm black i'm here because i work like i'm here because i'm wanted like i'm here because i'm here because i'm understood you feel me like just imagine that completely different environment completely different environment so now that I talked about the physical, that's just going to lead me uh, into mental, like the mental impacts of that. Like you have to think about all the shit that plays in the back of your head all day, every day at work. Like I can't say this. I can't do that. Not saying that a black business means a lack of professionalism in any way, but it's it's a, it promotes understanding. You feel me? Like a lot of your confusion is like the games that are played with your psyche at work because that manipulation is a part of getting you to work harder. You don't have that internal self-motivation when it comes to certain situations or certain scenarios because you have nothing to take pride in at your job. Like this is across the board for anybody, but it's it's one of those things where in particular for for just a regular everyday black employee you are disregarded so much in terms of how you feel about certain things like i said i had an experience where i had a client or a person call in and tell me specifically that they didn't want a black person to come into their home because of how much it cost and where it was located like things like that i had to talk to that person three three to four more times after that 
after communicating and having that exchange, I had to talk to that same person three to four times after that. And it was solely because of the fact that this person had money. That was it. Imagine how mentally exhausting that is. Like, in the work that I do, not to go into detail about it, but I deal with providing people with with work opportunities. I have so many so many people that we talk to all the time that won't invite a black person into their home just because of that. Like, this is what I see. It never makes it to the end of the, the person that we're providing the work to, but just to know, like, hey, you're not getting this job because they canceled or they rescheduled. But in the back of your mind, you know that they're not getting this job just because they're black. They're not getting this job just because they're not exotic enough. Like, they're not getting this job because they don't appease someone's mentality. Like, that is mentally exhausting. That is the most draining thing to do every day. And it's an element that is disregarded in a, in a capacity that most people don't understand because it's one of those, hey, it's not that serious. Hey, they didn't mean it that way. Even if they say it, hey, they didn't mean it that way. We deal with different levels of people and in in just the minor things. Like even at my, my very first full time job, my boss walked in one day and looked at me of all of the people in the room and said, Hey, did you see that video of the black girl talking about the white dude with the dreads? It's like Yeah. Maybe not. Doesn't matter. Should we be talking about this? Like, why is this a conversation in particular? Like, why did you feel comfortable with bringing this up to me? Because I'm not not necessarily the one, you know? But it's one of those situations where they don't think about it because there's so much curiosity behind us that they don't think about the mental the like the mental impact of being at work and still having to deal with microaggressive racism like to to go outside and know that this is you're going to have these feelings outside then to look online and then to see that these things are happening online and then to go to work like you don't have you don't have peace of mind Work is probably where it all starts. Then you get home and you don't want to follow your real dreams or your real passions because you're that tired from dealing with mentally exhausting and tedious tasks that literally either eliminate you 100% or disregard you. People are talking to you crazy. People are doing things that make you uncomfortable in particular because when it comes down to what makes you uncomfortable in particular, it's one of those things that can always be misunderstood. There's never any true validity to what you're saying without an investigation, even if something is being said. So it's like, just imagine mentally if someone if your employer understood where you were coming from in that capacity. Like, not saying that every every white person doesn't understand this, not saying that every person who's not a person of color, like every person that, or every other person of color, like not saying that these are things that they don't understand, but 
no one understands you unless they've walked in your shoes before or like your community understands you differently than the next community that's just how it always works it doesn't it's never been one of those things where it's like oh yeah like he understands because he like you know you don't hear black people saying oh they understand my struggle because they're hispanic we have two separate struggles that we we struggle to understand communication is the bridge between us not not the the likeness of or the likeliness of people people dealing with (coughs) excuse me with people dealing with your experience verbatim that's not that doesn't happen like we all deal with racism but there's a different kind of racism so hispanics they're dealing with microaggressive conversations about building a wall and donald trump and we're dealing with microaggressive conversations about people just not liking black people because of black shit like think about that it's two different things so just imagine at least having one person in that room that understands your plight and your struggle the way that you do imagine the comfort in that like, we don't own enough businesses. We don't provide that comfort in, in, in enough realms. We don't create that environment or that experience for enough people. But we owe it to ourselves. Maybe that'll put us in a, in a, in a place where if people are saying, hey, you guys complain a lot and you don't, you don't, you don't make a lot, you don't uh, make a lot, you don't create a lot. Like, when people are saying that, like, maybe that can eliminate that part of the conversation because, hey, we here. Like, and I understand that there are different, there are different factors. So you have to deal with financials, like you have to deal with banks, you have to deal with the, the, the land, you have to deal with the buildings, you have to deal with acquiring certain things that have a fiscal cost associated with them. Like you have to, you have to get permits and there are just so many like loopholes and things that are created to make this shit hard for us. But just imagine if we actually did it collectively 1.2 to 5 trillion dollars imagine if we collectively started investing in ourselves and not just when we when there's a benefit directly associated with us in particular but when there's a benefit associated with our community imagine if we thought that way that's a whole new world mentally like you can't like imagine people trying you but they can't tell you shit. It's a whole different feeling. You feel me? So like the just when you think about the mental impacts of that shit, bro, just like I like I said, I just it's just so important like to alleviate that weight and to, to acknowledge that level of understanding. It is so important. But that's gonna lead me to our next subject, which is the emotional impact, and that's where I'm gonna kind of like leave it for us to have a conversation, and uh, outside of this, outside of the podcast, like this is where I want us to start talking about it, not just from a support black business, but support black business because it feels good. Like, support black business because imagine what that'll do for our community. Like, we're going to have that conversation after this podcast is over. Like, that's the conversation that's necessary. And I'm going to introduce another segment, too, that I'm going to do. But, yeah. Well, now let's get into the the, the emotional impacts of what I I see in my head. All right. So, now we're going to get into more of the emotional side of things, right? So... 
when I talk about mental in comparison to emotional, I want you to understand that mental is more or less a thought process, right? So it's like, what am I thinking about what they're thinking? Or what am I thinking about this? But emotional is how does this make me feel, right? Like when I walk in the building, what do I feel like? What is understanding, lack of understanding, like with all of those things in play, like how does this make me feel in the grand grand scheme of things? So, like I said, this is all what it would feel like in my mind, though. So, like, in my mind, emotionally, like, if we support a black business, right? And then, like I said, I think all of this stuff is possible. I really do. But if we support a black business emotionally, just think of how confident you would be. Like, just think of how inspired you would be. Like, imagine how accomplishable it feels to own a business when the person who you work for or you have the opportunity to intern for looks like you. And they're giving people who look like you jobs. Like, imagine the just the emotional impacts, like the lack of fear when it comes down to addressing certain subject matters. Like, just the lack of empathy alone promotes fear in other work environments with the with the idea of expressing certain concerns. Like, for example, as stated in the last two segments of this, like, when you think about racism in the workplace, like, that alone can become a very fearful situation just because of the fact that in your mind, you know that the, the possibility of someone truthfully understanding where you're coming from is very slim to none. That does not happen. Not frequently, at least. And then when it does happen, it's never at the capacity of what the reality of the situation is. Like, it's always like, oh, I see what you're saying. And then nothing's done about it. It's like, I agree with you. And then there's nothing else. Like, that is frustrating. That that shit will make you angry. Like, you, I feel like black people emotionally protect ourselves from the second we walk into our jobs. Just in that, that moment when you sit in your car, when you close your eyes, and you're like, okay, let's make this a good day. Let's go in here. Let's do our job. Let's go home. <laughs> like from the moment that you do that to that same in that same day when you think realize that you got to go back to work the next morning and you have to start doing that shit five hours before you before you even go to sleep type shit like imagine what it would feel like emotionally to have just that energy in a room like I understand like they don't like to put black people or too many black people in one room together because it could be a problem but maybe that's not like Maybe it's not a problem at all. Like, maybe you don't want to have too many black people in one room because when one black person notices some shit is fucked up, all of them are going to notice it. There's no way to hide that shit. Facial expressions, fucking collective consciousness. Like, there are a lot of factors that go into that. So it's like, imagine if you're sitting in a room full of black people, even if you have black people that disagree with you. Like, it helps to have the conversation. Like, it helps to understand that we are people, too. Like, just imagine that feeling. When you will, Like, when you leave, what, what are you thinking this time? Like, it's not racism. So what is it? You feel me? Like, it's me. Maybe I need to correct myself. Like, that that eliminates anxiety. That eliminates, that eliminates, like I said, fear. That eliminates anger. That eliminates disappointment. Not saying that this would be the perfect, 
scenario not saying it would be like this in every black business but ideally when you think about your experience and how that how it makes you feel like a lot of the reason why you don't want to get out of your bed and the reason why you have this anxiety and that reason why you have this depression is because uh, when you when you come home from work it's a completely it's culture shock like there's culture shock in that transition from work to home because work is so many different layers of protection from certain thought processes, ideologies, and emotions. At work, you have to protect yourself from the conversation of race because it makes you feel a certain way. Or at work, you have to protect yourself when people, when you have that Trump supporter that's sitting in the same room as you and they're talking all that Trump shit and you like, man, fuck this shit. I don't, I don't fuck with this motherfucker. But you can't say it out loud because the person who's more likely to be addressed on an HR level is you. Like, imagine that. Like, that, that is, just the trajectory of your day is substantially different after you leave. Like they say, leave work at work, leave home at home. It's damn near impossible because you spend 40 plus hours of your week at work, period. This is engraved into your, 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 your thought process. Like work is engraved into your emotional patterns. And it's not healthy for your body to go, hey, I'm at its peak. Then I'm at my low. Then I'm at my peak. Then I'm at my low. And it happened every day. Like, you have to think about that. Like, emotionally, like, when I think about the impacts, it's just like, what would that feel like? What would that feel like for someone to truthfully understand me? Like, would I be happy? Would I be disappointed in myself? Because I, then there's that that area that's open of, hey, we eliminate the race card, so maybe it is me. Like, what would that promote in myself? Like, would I want to become, like, what would that make me feel like I actually want to have a career at the company I work for versus just being a, a, a regular employee? Like, what if, what, what if that made me, like, emotionally so confident in my position that I decided to actually do something with it? Imagine that. And when you think about all of these three things, like these three factors, just think about the fact that all of these things at work, when you get home, think about what that will feel like. Like when you put all of these different factors, physical, mental, and emotional, when you put those together, your spirit is better. So when you get home, you're more likely to get up and do something that's productive versus smoke out that stress or versus like versus just laying in the bed and watching TV all day. Like this is really where it all is. A part of it to feel like like you feel like you're not enough at work. So when you get home that you have that not enough and then you that that enough that you have, you have to deduct that not enough. And then you're left with what is left over. It shouldn't be like that. Like, maybe it's time for us to implant ourselves in the competition, you feel me, versus the compromise. <laughs> like, maybe it's time for us to throw our hats in. It's been time, but maybe it's time for us to actually care about that. No, no homie discounts. No, none of that. Let's pay for these companies because they deserve it. If we're paying Gucci and Montclair, if we're paying all of these different companies that, that we end up boycotting once every two or three years for some stupid shit that they do because they don't have our representation there so they don't understand our triggers. Like, if we're willing to pay them, why not just pay someone that 
ain't gonna step on your toes. That understands that your toes are smushed. That understands your experience. They understand what's okay and what's virtually not okay. Like, why would you want to spend most of your money with someone that ain't even about to give any of your people back your money? Like, we need to think about that. What is the emotional impact of this shit that we do every day? What is the physical impact? What is the spiritual? What is the mental? What is What are all of these different things? What I have to meditate is hard if, if my job didn't fucking suck the life out of me. It's really one of those things. So like like I said, I want this to lead to another conversation. Like I want this to lead to us being able to communicate effectively and efficiently about certain things. Like let's talk about possibly all of us, you know, at some point trying to pursue our dreams. Let's figure out ways to motivate each other into action. Let's figure out who's going to make it and who's not. Let's figure out who with the cause and who's not. Let's figure out who's on our team and who's not. And let's compete. Period. Let's build. Period. We don't need four or five major black hair care lines. We need enough of them for us to have options. On a higher level and a lower level. Like, we need black physical trainers we need the black party planners we need the black we need the black call centers we need the call center owned by the black man who is professional we need the black grocery stores we need the black clothing lines we need the black hotels the black transportation companies we need these things because if it all broke down and it all fell apart tomorrow and we have to rely on us we can't because even your car the loan associated with your car, it ain't even all, it ain't even the black business that, that funded it. Think about that. Like, we need to, to create a trickle-down effect. We need to start establishing ourselves in places that would eliminate us in our extra need for everyone else. If we want to depend on us, we need to depend on us. We need to create an environment where we can do that. So let's have that conversation. If you see somebody that's dying mentally or spiritually because they're in a place that they don't belong and you see where you have the potential or even they have the potential to create an environment that would be better for people, then promote that. Allow them to like they acknowledge that in them. If you see an unhealthy competition at work, eliminate yourself from that shit. Eliminate yourself from it and then find somewhere where you want to compete. But don't force yourself to compete because of a dollar or because of this or because of that. Like, it's hard, but at the same time, because, you know, you can't get everybody on the same page at one time. But at the same time, just imagine what that would feel like. Maybe maybe imagining what it would feel like would help to, 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 to be a catalyst to growth in that capacity. Just think about it. Maybe. Thank you guys for listening. And that's going to end this this segment of the show. I'll be right back with a couple of other things to close everything out for you guys. All right, guys. So to close out the show, um, I want to say that standard shit. Thank you guys for listening to me. Rent. Thank you guys for the understanding. You know, um, I also want to say Thanks for your support. 
go ahead and like it wherever you're listening to if they got a like button hit subscribe if they got a subscribe button hit support if they got a support button go ahead and share this information go ahead and at least share it to start the conversation even if you think i sound dumb as fuck go ahead and share it so you and the next person can talk about where i sound stupid and where i could have sounded better like we need to create a platform for us to talk to each other in a productive way so go ahead and, and get this out there share this with people also um another thing that i want to start doing i wanted to because i feel like we have a lot of things that we deal with throughout the week and i don't really talk about hot topics in the podcast so um i'm gonna start like a quick thought segment or something along those lines where i give you like a short episode per se um each week or you know every two weeks where we talk about how I feel or or just my thought process on certain things that are happening culturally or certain things that are happening period like like for example the Gucci and Montclair situation like the Montclair jacket (laughs) like I want to talk about those things and kind of separate it so we don't deviate from the conversation itself but um We're going to start working on that. And then also, just to set an expectation, we'll have episodes Tuesday or either every Wednesday. It'll be either or. So um, just look out for that. Like I said, guys, support black business. Give me some black businesses to throw out there. And like I said in the last episode, I am doing research. They have apps. They have platforms. They have things that provide tools and resources to find black businesses. I was just looking to find some locally. But I'll definitely, like, next week I'm going to start just putting random ones out there. We're going to just say some random names and get some people out there for you guys. But thank you for joining. Thank you once again for listening to my passionate rant. I love you guys. Your black is beautiful. This is Black and the Beast.